taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our host and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC friends. It's another episode of PPC Rockstars, and we are here with uh, my good friend and uh, drinking buddy, uh, none other than Brad Geddes. Brad, uh, thanks for coming on this morning, and uh, sorry about your travel uh, adventure last night. Ah, no worries. It's always good to be on your show. I agree. And uh, we're going to talk today about uh, a, a really hot topic which is uh, a change coming down the pike for uh, Google AdWords. I'll let you describe the change, but it's coming up uh, soon. In fact, less than a month from now as we record this on uh, August 21st. So, uh, Brad, why don't you describe the, the issue here and even segue into why it's a bad thing? Sure. So at the moment, you have the option whether – you want to treat exact match and phrase match as their true match types, where exact is the actual keyword someone search, uh, puts into a search box. And, and Google's had an option for a while, which is called sort of variation match or near match, where even those words may show for plurals and misspellings and, and close variants. Um, and, and the new accounts now, they automatically opt you into this. In older accounts, they didn't necessarily opt you into this. It was a settings change. And, and you've always had the option, and so now Google is forcing you to use the option. So there is no more true exact match. You'll never be able to say, only when someone types in this word, show my ad. They will show you four variations. Gotcha. So <clears throat> once again, uh, a little bit of control or – as you might say, a lot of control is being taken away from the advertisers. So Google would say that uh, this isn't going to have a lot of impact because very few people change that default setting. In other words, most uh, campaigns are running on uh, close variants uh, as we speak. So you you wrote a great article, and, and it was uh, amplified by some other people uh, about why this is a bad thing. So and 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 dug out a, a little nugget that uh, makes it a bad, a worse thing. So, expound on that, please. Sure. So, I mean, so variation match usage by itself isn't good or bad. It, it just is. And so, there are times that we do use it. There are times we don't use it. But <clears throat> the the issue comes into play is obviously user choice. But for an example, I have one account that sells. Um, wholesale restaurant equipment, and and they sell uniforms and things. And so, if a user searches for restaurant waiter clog singular, the average checkout amount is ninety seven dollars. If the user searches for restaurant waiter clogs plural, the average checkout amount is five hundred sixty two dollars. Wow, massive difference, right? And mm-hmm. so, for an account like that, we want it turned off because we're willing to bid four times, five times more for the plural version. And, and so this is yet another place where it, it's sort of Google going to the middle of we're going to make this easy for people who don't know what they're doing. But if you do, we're just going to get rid of controls for you. 
Um, and so it's – again, I don't think it's necessarily bad or good. It's the options. It's good in some cases. It's bad in others. Mm-hmm. So the, the uh, you published a table of data from campaigns that showed that uh, the uh, basically the CPA for uh, phrase – Phrase match close variance, as you just mentioned, uh, seems to be higher to much higher in general uh, when close variants are, are turned on. Yeah, in general. So there are some accounts that, that, that I run that there's not a whole lot of difference. In fact, I even have one account that close variant exact is a lower CPA than exact. Now, not many conversions. So, I mean, there are times it's actually really good. But holistically, what I generally see for most people is that the – I know the chart you're referring to where the closed variants are usually double the CPA of their non-variant types. Um, and, and this is not an uncommon thing to see either where there's a huge difference in, in CPAs. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the, the further issue comes into play is because – so in, in reality, theory, right, you could – you can't block it in in advance. You could grab your query data and look for all the variants and then block every variant, which makes your negative list kind of ridiculous. Right. Um, but Google doesn't give you every variant, right? Because they they have the others that they wrap up. Mm-hmm. Um, which is and, which is usually a, a huge figure compared to the search queries that they report. Exactly, and so. Even if even with the data available, there, if close variants do poorly for you and you want to try to block them all, there's actually not a way to do it because you can't get enough data. Mm-hmm. So this, you know, just despite the fact that we have uh, really good evidence from you, from Mike Roberts, from Sam Owens, and a couple of other people that deserve credit that I'm forgetting, who have all written good articles on the topic, and I encourage listeners to look them up. Um, so given all of this and given the fact that uh, it doesn't look like Google's going to change their mind before the, I believe it's September 16th, uh, cutover date, uh, what, are the, what are some strategies that uh, listeners and advertisers can employ to mitigate or, or minimize the, the, the bad effect? That's tough. So I would, I would first really examine your variant data now to see if you have big differences. And if you do, what is it based upon? Is it based upon misspellings? Is it based upon singular plural variations? You know, where does that sort of come from? Because that will give you an initial idea should you start to block plurals in one and not another. So, for instance, in an in example of restaurant waiter clog versus clogs, right? Mm-hmm. We now have to do is, is make two ad groups. The, the clogs ad group, the plural, has to have the negative exact match of the singular version, and the singular one has to have the negative exact match of the plural version. And, and so suddenly in this case, we're, we're, we're putting a plan together of essentially doubling the entire account size because we have to pull out singulars and plurals now across the entire account, double all the ad groups to do a minus exact match for a singular and a plural. And and while that seems like a ridiculous amount, of, ridiculous amount of work, in this case, it's it is so important to their bottom line. It has to be done. So if you see the pattern, right, a, a common in the medical industry, where misspellings have higher CPAs than proper spellings, 
Because usually if you can't spell something in medical, you're just learning about it. You're hiring the buy funnel. Um, and, and so it's common to see like, you know, hemochromatosis has ridiculous amount of misspellings. And, and if you're in DNA testing, the misspellings have higher CPAs. So you're going to want to aggregate as much as you can now to sort of figure out, do we have something we need to do? It, maybe you don't, right? And if, right. if they're the same, you're, you're fine. Um, if you do, what what's sort of like a root cause, right? Is it a plural? Is it a misspelling? And then what can you do from a negative strategy? Because the only end result here is to move to negative keywords, um, to, to try to fix some of these issues. Okay, so that let's call that uh, the the ultimate strategy because really um, it, it's uh, called for where the close variance uh, effect is dramatically negative, dramatically mm-hmm. bad, and uh, it assumes a lot of uh, resources, uh, human resources especially, to uh, create these uh, the, these uh, compensatory ad groups. So, what about the advertisers who um, simply don't have the time, or for whom the effect is uh, uh, significant, but it doesn't seem to warrant the time? You know, what, in a case like that, what I would probably do is still take a look at the variant data, but I would. I would like so like you can see the simple pivot tables, right? Of here's your match types, here's your you know clicks and so forth, and I would sub segment that by ad group to then see if maybe you know and then sort that by cost, right, or impressions, yep. and then say you know what we can't do it across everything, but here's our twenty most important or five most important ad groups. Let's at least make sure for things like branded terms or or terms that are super high volume that we get it right. And it's kind of like long tail, right? Long tail, you bit at the ad group level. You know it's not perfectly efficient, um, but you don't have the data to make great decisions with individual words. And you just kind of accept the fact that you're you're dealing with global averages, right? And that's the way with, with less time. You're going to have to sort of treat some of these as, eh, yeah, you know what? We, we can't do this easily, so we know it's not perfect, but it's the best we can do with our resources. But at least our top ad groups we're treating properly. Right. Got a good point. Hey, speaking of segments, we need to move into the advertising segment of our show. So listeners, please listen to these important messages from our sponsors. And Brad, we'll be right back with you. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. 
Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we are back with Brad Geddes talking about... uh, a very important uh, change that Google AdWords is making. Uh, the, I, I don't know what the abbreviation for this is. We're going I'm going to call it the close variance issue. Um, so, Brad, we're talking now about um, uh, how advertisers can compensate. Uh, Mike Roberts, in his uh, excellent article, uh, basically suggested that uh, advertisers simply stop using phrase match. Um, what do you think of that strategy? So, in fact, Mike and I just went ba- has been going back and forth on comments um, on this exact question. So, for I and I don't have the actual number on top of my head, but it, it, in a rough number, I think it's somewhere between like sixty-five and seventy-five percent of the accounts we see modified broad and phrase match have fairly similar CPAs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, in that case, it's fine. But you do have times. That you can't do that because of word orderings. Um, Cleveland Driver, that's a golf club where Driver Cleveland is not a golf club anymore. That would that would now be like a license or a you know the DMV. Yeah. So they can't get rid of phrase match. Um, so when that word ordering really matters, y- you have to use it still. But when it it doesn't matter so much, we've been using phrase match less and less. Gosh, for. Two years now? I mean, if you're automating bids, then a third variation, eh, it doesn't matter quite as much. But for a, for a lot of people, phrase and modified are so close. If Unless you're really fighting some budget or other issues, um, it's not a big deal for, for a lot of people to drop it. It, it is for a, a certain subsegment. Okay. So what you're saying is it, it could be an appropriate uh, strategy, um, but check the data. Yeah, although I'm not sure how getting rid of phrase match really affects variance because modified is going to show for all the variants anyway, right? Right, right. It's more of a time management issue of saying, wow, phrase and modified are the same. Um, why are we managing all three of them? And there are cases that there's an answer of, of this is why. Right. Um, but if you don't have one, then then sure, save yourself some time. Right. And, and Mike's uh, uh, 
point was that if well let's actually separate the issue into two different buckets one of them is advertisers with a fixed monthly budget and the second is advertisers whose budget conflicts uh, and they're really after the greatest number of conversions uh, at or at below a, a target CPA so uh, Mike's point was that uh, if if the effect that we've been discussing holds true and that is that the the phrase match variance force CPA up, then an advertiser on a fixed budget is going to get fewer conversions per month. Uh, so really there, there could be two different strategies, one for fixed budgets and one for flexible budgets. So if you've got a flexible budget, then, then I think the first thing you're really going to look at is what's your CPA difference for phrase versus, say, modified because if they're even if the close variant phrase, if it's less than your modified, then you're going to keep them both open. Just you know, ha, you know, have one bid to cover variance and, and phrase. Um, now, if there's not a difference at all, then then you could remove some of that. Now, this kind of get back gets back to organization because some of these unlimited lead type of of companies though have larger budgets where sometimes they get changed in the middle of a month. And, and that kind of goes to where you may have a phrase match campaign and a modified broad match campaign so that you can easily do budget manipulation. But if that's in itself not an issue, then you're really just looking at the difference of your overall phrase CPA, variant or not, just aggregate versus modified. If it's better, then leave them. If not, then you can remove it. Now, from a, from a fixed budget standpoint, this kind of gets into how you're already set up. Mm-hmm. So if if – you know, if you've only have phrase match and you don't have any exact match, then you're probably going to start by adding a lot of these words as exact match because they're going to have better CPA for the most part than a modified. Um, the the issue that the fixed budgets are probably going to run into, though, especially with some of these changes, is the the low volume. So if you add all your words as exact, but there's such low volume they don't show. Then you're kind of forced to go back to phrase or, or some other match types from a volume standpoint. And so you may have to sort of like have a workflow of like, all right, if phrase but not exact, add exact. But if then they're all low volume, go back to phrase. And if we have just phrase and modify the same, then go modify it. Right? I mean, I mean, what do you think about this, David, from, from that kind of budget standpoint? Well, you know, one of the uh, uh, – things that I didn't see in the articles I read uh, was much mention of kind of how modified broad match fits in the mix. So, uh, you know, most of my clients are after the, the uh, most, the highest uh, revenue uh, per month or the highest number of leads per month and an increasing over time. So I'm constantly squeezing out uh, cost and uh, most of them are actually on a fixed budget. So um, I'm kind of inclined to uh, experiment with a mix per ad group of exact match and modified broad match and turning off phrase match uh, keywords that, that were where they exist already. Um, I, get, I get the feeling... This is the feeling that kind of has to be uh, tested and proven. But I, ha- I have the feeling that that would give the uh, highest number of um, conversions 
while controlling the cost per conversion. Yeah, and, and that again, I think, goes back to taking that quick look at what's your difference in conversion cost, phrase versus modified. If they're the same, totally agree with you. If phrase is, is a better conversion rate, lower CPA, then you'll still want to keep them segmented. Right. Um, but Well, it, it really comes down to let's, – let's take the, the bucket of the flexible budget. Uh, someone made the point in one of their articles that I absolutely agree with, which is – um, you know, I'm after incremental conversions every month. So if I'm if I'm uh, if uh, they they said that if I discovered a new keyword that produced uh, an appreciable or a significant number of uh, incremental conversions, but the CPA was higher, I would definitely include that that keyword. I would just take the take the uh, higher CPA and and uh, uh, basically take my lumps and and average it into the the CPA of the rest of the keywords and you know this yeah, is for the fle- flexible budget yeah but see even in that case right there there comes a point when they wouldn't take it right if their average CPA is a hundred bucks but this new keyword is going to give them three more at a thousand dollars right sure they're probably not sure. going to take it right so even then they've sure. got some cap in that right I was looking at the data where the incremental conversions. Um, due to uh, close variance of phrase and exact match, were you know at least ten percent of the total, if not twenty percent. And um, you know, pausing phrase match keywords in that instance didn't seem to make sense to me for an advertiser on a flexible budget. That's that's all I'm saying. Well, actually, in that case, if they just want incremental conversions. Then pausing phrase, if they're using modified bar of the same words, they're still going to get all that that information. Right. Now they 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 might not have quite the perfect bid efficiencies, right, of what you're willing to pay for it and and some adjustments within positions and so forth. So you might keep it from that standpoint, but from an aggregate conversion, regardless of CPA standpoint, um, and you could just use modified broad and and skip exact phrase altogether. But that again is going to yeah, you know, how do you overpay for some conversions, right? Absolutely, for sure. Hey, uh, Brad, we need to pause again for some excellent words from our sponsors. Uh, listeners, stay with us, and Brad will be right back. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. 
Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Brad Geddes talking about the close variant issue. So uh, we're headed into the home stretch here. Um, Brad, what would you recommend for the average advertiser with, you know, the, the usual stresses and strains on their, on their work day when they're building new campaigns? Uh, what mix of match types per ad group would you suggest? So I, I, to me, there's, <clears throat> there's sort of two ways that I approach building campaigns or building accounts. One is you have a, a limited amount of time, a limited amount of budget, and you're not going to do massive expansions later on. And, and so from that standpoint, um, there, there's, there's one of two ways. It's either lots of exact match to start with, just to get an idea of CPAs and conversion rates and so forth, and then kind of add modified broad next as appropriate. Um, if it's a little bit higher budget, a little bit more aggressive and just want to go after things and start with modified broad and add negatives or exact matches, it makes sense. Um, now, now that's from usually an account that's only running up you know, two or three or four campaigns or something. Sure. If you – you know, if you're going to run a tremendous amount of campaigns, then you you often have to figure out what's your other segment, right? If you're lead generation, it's off of geography, and geography quickly quickly lowers your overall um, traffic when you segment it all by geography. Therefore, you're going to use a lot of modified broad when you start. Now, the whenever and I was thinking this today, so whenever we talk about like the perfect PPC campaigns, right? They really seem to be in that twenty to fifty thousand dollar budget because you have enough budget to experiment, but not enough budget to have to worry about a thousand campaigns. Right, and, and so that's often that sort of like search and discovery. Like here's our campaigns, all modified broad match. We're going to see what works. Um, we're going to add them all as exact match in the campaign that we're only bidding off of targets. Right, kind of like the old you know way you do display. Um, and that works great in that mid-budget range, but it's not enough data and not enough time for small accounts, and it's too many campaigns for really big ones. Good points. Hey, one last question. Uh, there was some conjecture that uh, all of these issues uh, can be mitigated when the advertiser uses Google's uh, bid automation, like target CPA bidding or one of the other flexible bidding options. And uh, how do you feel about that? Do you think there are kind of automatically, that the algorithm is automatically introducing uh, negatives, for example? No. So uh, the article that I showed in the pivot table is for an account that every campaign uses automated CPA bidding, Ah. Google CPA. So if Google were doing that, my phrase variant would be my phrase. It wasn't. It was triple. 
Um, gotcha. and, and so I, I don't believe that Google is – Google CEP bidding, it's still really good, right? But it's less aggressive than it used to be about geographies. In fact, they almost don't use geography anymore. Um, they don't, they're not good at taking account devices. So Google doesn't do a lot of sub segments for it. It's pretty basic math. It works well, right? I mean, I, I use it a lot, but it's not as discerning at, at removing poor traffic as it used to be a couple years ago. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. The Mike, Mike Roberts article was, uh, uh, interesting in that he <clears throat> tried to calculate or estimate, the effect of this close variant switch uh, on Google's bottom line, and it was uh, something like $1.8 billion per year <laughs> in increased revenue for Google. And uh, my first thought was either, uh, you know, s- somewhere executives knew that going in, or when executives see Mike's article, they're going to be chortling and rubbing their hands. Uh, you know what? So that's assuming that money doesn't get moved. So what I find is that you know when enhanced campaigns came out last year, um, we had people who were only running mobile. They were not running desktops. They're forced into desktops. And, and they didn't just put all their money now in, in Google. They removed half their budgets and put them other places. Right, and so now you have this control thing. So the question is, well, maybe it's time to try Bing, right? And and Bing's making some bad enhanced changes too. So that does make the assumption they're keeping advertisers happy. And you know, Google is so dominant, they're they're obviously going to keep money flowing into the system. But you have people who are now more and more aggressively looking at. What can Facebook really do for me? What can LinkedIn do for me or Baidu or Yandex and Bing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as Google makes these changes, it, it, people realize that maybe we, we need to look harder at other platforms. Where before Google was good enough, big enough volume, that you, you might not worry about it. And, and so you know, while they're obviously going to keep their billions of revenues because of, of the sheer reach they have – you you wonder okay it makes them 1.8 billion more but then advertisers go wow we don't like this and we're going to shift a billion elsewhere and hate Google even more and want to move money as soon as we can we just can't yet right um, points hey Brad we are out of time this has never happened uh, <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you so much for coming on today oh my pleasure David. If you want to contact Brad or, or uh, see, see what he's up to, uh, his website is certifiedknowledge.org. And listeners, thanks for listening. Uh, come on back next week for another episode of PPC Rockstars. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.